Welcome, bienvenue, to this pod special. Today we're returning to the world of Philip Pullman. Let's start with the show. So, what do you think of the just mixed plotline? I'm fine with it. Okay. So, this is what we've come to expect from the kind of the world that we're in. It's true. It's true. A more linear story would feel less modern. Like boomers were responsible for making the show and not um, the ADD generation. Sure. Yeah. I'll buy that. I think it's... But but this is what now... Now, that episode made me feel like, okay, you have to really be steeped in the books to enjoy this. Like, it's not just like, I read the books once, now I'm going to watch this. It's like, you got to know the trilogy. But do you? <laughs> I don't know. I think that you're. I think that you're right. If you want to have, again, we talked about this last week. We're going to talk about this this week. You need to be steeped in the Lyra's London, Lyra's Oxford to really love this show. I would posit that the show makes no sense if you don't already know that our world and Lyra's world are part of a larger thing. I don't think that, yeah, I don't, there wasn't, it wasn't quite enough. But at the same time, it was, though, right? But I think, I think that we're viewing it through a lens of being very familiar with the material. Yeah. And we're doubly familiar with the material because we're in the book right now. And, we are and in- it was, the end of the book was highly relevant for talking about the trade-offs between the two worlds. Yeah. I, yep. Yeah. So I enjoy I enjoyed getting back to our world though. It was, I'm, I'm glad. I was wondering. I, we didn't put an over under on this, but oh. over under on times that we were in our world. Um, in this season, I would have put it. I would have put at one and a half. Oh, well, I didn't expect. I didn't expect this storyline structure either. No, I, I would have. So I would have. Soon. I would have agreed with that. That over under. I would have taken the under on that, but. I was also finally realizing who this guy is in the books and remembering. Yeah. yeah, Lord Boreal. Yeah, totally had forgotten. I looked it up because I was like, "Oh, you did?" No, I I I remember one scene specifically. It's the only reason I would have remembered this guy, which was a scene between him, uh, him and her, Coulter. Yeah, and right. specifically right. between the dame the monkey daemon and the snake daemon and thinking about how like quasi erotic but also really weird right that's probably what we could spend all of our time today talking about our opinions of what they have done with her i'm gonna keep on saying daemon i'm just i can't not say it her daemon isn't it acceptable for americans to say that i think so i think so too i don't have a british accent yeah just on principle, though, I can't consider any episode without Lord Asriel to be a success. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I know the uh, renegade um, academic for hire. I know it's it's really hard for me to really hard for me to get behind that. Lord Boreal <laughs> was the most predictable moment of the show for you when Lord Boreal's snake slithered onto the shelf with the skulls and then like oh he's coming out the eye socket <laughs> like oh yeah he came out the eye socket <laughs> <laughs> wow a little harry potter homage I know, that's as like, well I, I mean so good i was thinking like 
Okay, the snake is on the shelf. Yep, the snake's coming out of the eye. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> if people of this generation are confused about what's happening because they read Harry Potter instead of these books, let's make sure that there is a direct connection. This person is a Death Eater and evil. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. The thing that I like about the mixing timelines is that mm-hmm. I officially have no idea where the story goes from here because they could, I mean, you sort of know, but I can't, you can't see very many steps ahead. Well, are they mixing the timelines? I don't, I mean, they're just giving you a perspective on what's happened, what's happening on the, on the side, yes. which is you're saying the mixing yeah, timelines because we should never go to our world until we, you know, we don't go to our world until uh, the subtle knife. Right. I should be careful and say that we're that yeah it's not it's not mix it's not re-altering timelines but it's it's mixing the elements of the different books yeah all together to start so we might see more of will this year than just in the i feel like we have to i feel like i i don't know i feel i feel like from a storytelling perspective that we like they want to probably want to introduce will as early as possible and what about um yorick well, I know that episode four is called Armor. Okay, so we'll see him in episode four. Nice. So next week is still... This is the part that I'm probably the haziest on is between... I remember this when I watched the movie last time and then I reread the books. Yeah. I have... Probably because I was literally falling asleep every night when this piece from London to the north... Mm was happening mm-hmm. and the Egyptians. The other thing that when you started saying what was it the most predictable, the um the minute that I thought that there was a moth, yep, that I saw there's a moth, Damon, I was like, who like how does that thing not get killed? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a fabulous question. And they, I thought they did a really good job of laying out the story because they showed you they showed you Lyra's Damon getting uh, getting injured as well. Yep. Like, okay. Yeah. No, it was good. All right, let's it was good. really ramp up the connection here, everybody. <laughs> that when she was going through from the um, office, and this tells you how much I, I'm enjoying the show. When she was going back from the office to her room, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. I was a little stressed. Oh, I know. I know. I. They made it so tight, like so tight timing wise. It was good. That's good. Well, I'm excited. I'm I'm my inness rose exponentially after watching that episode. Okay, good. Good, good. No, it was a good a good follow up to the first episode. Secret Commonwealth. I don't feel like I can fully evaluate the quality of this book until we read the last one. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I just I don't understand. <laughs> there are a lot of threads. Yeah. There are a lot of threads. Frankly, I find this to be a very weird spot to leave off. Mm-hmm. I do as well. I I didn't I don't I don't understand why we are where we are. <laughs> I if the next book skips another twenty years, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. Lyra's in the blue hotel for twenty years trying to find Pan. Yeah. Excellently laid out on the front of like 
on the front of, of cliffhanging, right? The last chapter mm-hmm. gives you, like, suddenly, you know, Bonneville's there. You're like, where did you come from? Like, how did you leapfrog <laughs> Malcolm? Like, yeah, like, okay, this guy's here and he has a clear shot, but nope, he's not going to take it because there's another book. <laughs> like, it felt yeah, a little bit exactly. like, a little bit like we probably could have had resolution here. The only reason we're not getting resolution is because it's got to be a trilogy. I have finally admitted that I picture Bonneville as Ezra Miller and will be upset if he is not wow. played by Ezra Miller wow. in the in the show wow. when it comes out. Wow. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I think you're good. <laughs> I think I think that's yeah, that would be that'd be a tight casting. I'll allow it. I am also uneasy that there was another rape scene. Should not have happened. Phil? That Phil. That should not have happened. Phil, what are we that doing here? That entire chapter was pointless. Absolutely. Like, how did no editor look at this and be like, that can't be in there? Yeah, let's not do that. Let's n- Next time. I, I know we have your ear, Philip. From a fellow Norwich supporter. Like, we just don't do that. We don't do that in this day and age. Uh, yeah, I... um. Yeah, I do like that the um, the epic poem is finally laid out like like without a doubt why it's in why it was referenced why it's in this. You're talking about the at the very end, the fairy queen. No, no, no well, no, I'm talking about when um, Malcolm and oh Astra, yeah, talk about the the poem. They're like, oh. Maybe this is a right. Maybe this is us. <laughs> By Joe, I think it is. Look at the story has roses. Did you and... did, did you read did you read the acknowledgments? No, I haven't. I find that to be very um I found that to be very illuminating for the the mindset. Um the fantasy mindset because apparently there was a book written by a Scot in 1660-ish called The Secret Commonwealth or an essay on the nature and actions of the subterranean invisible people. Oh, I feel like I actually have run across no, that. No, I had heard that lifetime. before. It jogged it jogged a memory. I regret that we read... I both regret and am happy that we read so many chapters because I wanted to finish the book, but... Now I really am feeling like we're shortchanging the different pieces of the book. Absolutely. No, we needed to go slower to actually like discuss pieces of the book. But I, I, things that I do like now that we just trashed a little bit, I like that the idea of like that, the natural extension of selling daemons came into play. Like that feels like that's like a wrinkle that if you sat down and you were like, what are all the craziest things that could happen in this world? That's mm-hmm. one that you would eventually come up with. Yeah, I guess so. I hadn't selling souls. Well, yeah. Buy actually selling is less interested, less less interesting to me than the buying aspect. Right. Well, like um that's funny. I was really into the concept of um 
what was the the princess because her or something i don't even know if i'd be able to pronounce casino in front of you of of her um contact her daemon and falling in love with somebody that was weird that was i mean the we the theme that we spent that was in the last 10 chapters was like all of the variations of people's relationships with their daemon and and other and other daemons and like the weird trouble like the princess the weird trouble that it got her into yeah finding people without daemons and like okay yeah they're a lower class and yeah it's very interesting I mean, and it just like again, very end, we're just like rocketed with information. I mean, the, the, yeah, the last the last chapter, I I kind of I've actually forgotten where what's up with Malcolm now. He's just like trailing behind, right? Hurt. He got yeah, shot. He got shot. Yeah, that's right. I who did he get shot by? Do we know? <laughs> we think it's someone at the TP. Yeah, we don't know, so I didn't miss it. Yeah. Making sure that I, I didn't, like, things were happening so quickly at that point that I was just like, where are we? Like, why is... And then you have a little rape scene intermixed yeah, I know. in there. Like, just great interlude. And I could have used a little bit more Pam at the end. I, I was thinking the same thing. Especially when it was like, it was like, okay, we're going to get this. And then even when you see the, the, North, the North African girl... Yeah. You're like, all right, we're gonna get like one notice of Pan. No, obviously, whatever's happening with Pan, like whatever the next piece of the story with Pan is, is way too revealing. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's done with Lyra. Maybe he's gonna be this North African girl's. Ooh, Pan. ooh, ooh! Wow, didn't didn't think about that. Man, I I don't know. I don't know. I f- this is hard. This is hard because. I feel like this is a weird... I feel like there should be more for us to read right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah. It didn't, it didn't really feel like a, like a good spot to close the book, you know? It didn't really feel yeah. like, like an Again. book end. <laughs> well, like last time, we could at the very least be like, time to reread HDM. Yeah. But now it's like... Well, I don't know. I feel like the third book is going to be massive because there's so many loose ends to tie up and the exploration of the relationship with the daemon is so nebulous still that whatever yeah. whatever message about our world Philip Pullman wants to get across is still so hazy it's very diluted and i was thinking the same thing because there are clear connections on the politics had to make things happen in aleppo didn't i know i know well Um, it's nice that it's nice that he still calls it constantinople and budapest and (laughs) constantinople and it's his constantinople danzig budapest all the correct i don't know i don't know what to say about the to say about the end of the book yeah, I wish I I found myself wishing that the themes were more explicit. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, no a little bit. Come on. For especially for how explicit he is about some things, you know, old man here like I'm just I don't have enough time. Here, let me tell you. He's flirting around with some 
you know, references to modern England, modern America, Europe that are like, I'm, I want to say more. Yeah. Yeah. I. What is Oakley Street a metaphor for? I don't know. And what what is this dude semi what uh what's his name Schlesinger semi employed no uh not Schlesinger the other guy who's semi employed by Oakley Street who saved Lyra once the one who saves Lyra and then gets um is the one who's like poisoned yeah. when Malcolm gets shot Schlesinger that's fine I'm I'm in on is that it Schlesinger yeah Schlesinger man he got his house firebombed bunch of shit. <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, rough, rough time. He was, I think he was in uh, Belle Sauvage, wasn't he? I think yeah, he was okay. too, yeah. No, a lot of these people I'm like, hold on, yeah. just read this, because <laughs> this name sounds very familiar. Yeah. I'm in, ready for the next one, ready for the next show, can't wait till Monday. We gotta do some brainstorming about Monday. what our next book club's gonna be. I got a lot of books to read. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, same. I've been trying to do, uh, like, one for me, one for, like, my mind, you know? <laughs> why don't you, why don't you uh, nominate a Damon? Be, like, one for me and one for my Damon. I probably, I think my, my Damon would probably be Franz or Horace. Just the name, definitely. Probably the Black I thought bear. it was pretty... Wow, Mister! I got a black bear. Yeah, like, yeah. Do, do, do. like okay, all right, weird, <laughs> fine. I've come to terms with mine being an owl. That's cool, but we yeah. So, oh, that would be great. Yeah, vomiting. We talk vomiting in pellets all the time. Barn yeah. owl, or I think a big snowy, barn? big old snowy. Oh, yeah. big snowy big owl. Snowy owl. That's. I mean, That'd the problem is, the problem is, you can't do that anymore in the post Harry Potter world. No, like, that's no longer an acceptable Damon. Acceptable name, Damon. Horace. No, Horace is a Damon. fine name. That all the talk about names at the end of the book really made me start thinking about like. <laughs> no, because because there were multiple references to like, good name, good choice name, like, and Lyra was like, oh, I remember that name because it's a good name or something like. Okay, like do you go around painting, trashing other people's other people's Damon's names? Be like, oof, wow. Who names the? I mean, yeah, I. I, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the woman commenting on Pantalaemon's name made me think that like Lyra had something to do with it, right? Because because um, the the princess when she was like, "What's your Damon's name?" Oh, the Greek. Yeah, yeah. she's like, "Oh, good, good Greek, good name. Greek name." Like, like why would you say that to her unless she had some? Like, I I immediately went down a tangent in my head of like, who does pick those names? Oh, absolutely. No, I definitely Lord Asriel did. Ooh. Man named like Pantalaemon, Lord Azrael. Yeah, that's a good. Okay, I'm gonna think more about about my both Damon's shape and name. Yours is not gonna be a black bear. I'm sorry, that's not happening. Okay, fine. Tell me, what is it gonna be then? It's, I'm. He's just too big. Black bear is just too yeah. big out in the woods. Out in the woods, I can be a black bear. I don't a black bear Damon. I don't think. I I just. No man. There's got to be someone with a moose, Damon. I mean, I, I, I also was thinking about this. You know, we see all these urban people, yeah, right, right? Right, right. And we get to, so people in the, but you know, people in the country, <laughs> like cows, sheep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
cow, sheep, pig, like <laughs> yeah. whatever. Chickens, goat, bison. I mean, there's got to I mean, be. We have heard goat. Well, I'd take a bison. That would be. Wow, your soul is so big. What about giraffes? I mean, like, like think about all the animals that it could be. Like, woolly birds mammoth. Are, could you have birds are clearly mammoth? overrepresented. They they are. There was a someone made it had a pretty good tweet where there was like a tweet chain where they're just like, I am gonna show all the um old timey portraits with animals and I like to pretend <laughs> that they're just a person with their daemon. <laughs> so it's just like everything. So birds were over birds, cats, dogs overrepresented. But there were like, you know, baby lamb. Wow. Wow. I think I think all of that I would accept all of those as as legit. Yeah.